0: I have something to say. I'd like to hear it. I want a divorce. Are you asking me for a divorce? Divorce?
1: I will divorce you so fast it'll make your head spin.
0: I want a divorce. I want a divorce. I want a divorce. I want a
2: divorce.
1: I want a divorce? This is Dallas Divorce Talk with Don Butner and Carly Calabrese. Don and Carly guide you deep inside the world of divorce. Through all the ins and outs, ups and downs, and any unexpected turns. Now, your hosts to have and to hear, Dawn Budner and Carla Calabrese.
0: Hello, this is Dawn Budner. I'm here with Carla Calabrese on Dallas Divorce Talk. We are streaming on Facebook Live, and invite you to our website, CalabreseBudner.com, and. We, we do have, family law. We do family law, in do. case you were wondering that's what our, we do. That's that, our thing. Exactly. That's our thing. That's right. Uh, we have a special, special guest with us today to talk about an important topic, Dr. Honey Chef, who is very knowledgeable about all things divorce and marriage and mental health Mental health in general. Issues. Yes. Having spent many years. How long has your career been, Honey 40 40? yeah. 40 years 40 <laughs> ish years so honey has a lot of information and knowledge around issues relating to marriage and divorce yeah and we have we... one show already that we talked about
1: marriage quite a bit and how to you know take care of yourself in
0: the marriage how to get into a good
1: marriage and all that stuff
0: how to make your marriage last yeah he has 41 years so she's allowed to brag about that and talk about it yeah but what if your marriage is not going to last? So, what if you have decided on a divorce? How can you survive it best? Right. And so that's what we thought we'd talk about today. Okay. And so go, honey. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so,
2: all things wise. Um, so let's say we have. I have a couple in my office and maybe we've been working in counseling and they've reached the point where um, sometimes what happens is this is as good as it's going to get and they decide this is not good enough and they reach the decision to divorce. So one of the very first things that I will still talk with them about is how they approach the divorce is extremely important Um, what process they choose to uncouple is critical, especially if they have
0: children. Do you say uncoupling like Gwyneth Paltrow? I coined that before she did. (laughs) Gwyneth, serious conscious uncoupling? She she has run around town acting like that's her thing. Well, I didn't say conscious uncoupling,
2: but just uncoupling or restructuring your family. That's been around. um, Which you know, those are the terms. Do you do conscious or unconscious uncoupling? (laughs) I just uncouple people. Um, (laughs) I just help people to uncouple, um, maybe in his conscious, yes, in a, you know, in a chosen way, but I really do. I mean, if it's a couple I've been working with, or it's perhaps a couple that's consulted with me for this very reason to find out how to do this in the best possible way. That That would be a really forward thinking. It is amazing. I have had that happen more than once in your 41 years. It happened more than once. Yes, it really has. It is, And it tells me a great deal right away from the beginning. The same way parents, and I know we'll talk about this at some other point, but parents who come in to ask, about how to tell their children, huge. those that's yeah. huge. Those parents are light years ahead. yeah. And of prob- the ones
0: who have screamed it at the top of their lungs in front of the kids. Right,
2: <laughs> and and or, you know, woken kids up in the middle of the night to tell them, or, you know, um, one person just leaves while the family is on vacation and, you know, is gone. Kids come back and, you know, the house yeah. is empty and no, no other parent. Oh, I mean, God. there are Ugh. horror stories, right, of, of how people can do this. There's a lot of ways to do it, badly. Um, there are a few ways to do it better, um, and to do it more effectively. Divorce is hard. Um, divorce is traumatic. Um, even when it's mutually agreed, even when both parents, like the couple sitting in my office that says we've reached that decision, um, we're in agreement, it doesn't change how painful it is and how hard it is and the grieving and the hurt and the anger and the sadness that goes along with divorce
0: what do you what do you think that people who have not been through divorce fail to grasp about what they would face if they did go through divorce
2: so I didn't get to answer the other question, <laughs> so I, I can I get back remember to the that. Other oh, well, I, I was sort of I went off a little bit on a How rabbit do you I Maybe that's my fault. But I was talking about I was going to. So let me let me go okay. back to that and then Aren't remind you guys. Me,
0: glad Honey's organized. You know,
2: <laughs> then come back to, or at least I remember what I'm talking about.
0: Remember whatever I just asked. Her okay, the second time. Uh, the go thing,
2: ahead. the thing that most people don't know, because that really probably will surprise you when I talk about what I think people are the least prepared for. Okay. So that's a really important. Oh, question. Yeah, least prepared. Um, okay. the least prepared for in divorce. Um especially with children. Um, but okay, so I have a couple and they're in my office and they're, you know, they want to you know what to do or how to do this best. So I talk to them about there are lots of different ways that people can get divorced, lots of different processes. There basically are four and they span a continuum. So you have the good old kitchen table, right? Where people just sit around the kitchen table and they figure everything out. All the way at the other end of the continuum You have the courtroom and litigation, which is a nightmare and the worst, worst possible place for people, especially with children, to divorce. There is nothing good about that environment. Now, the really sad thing is there are some people that that is the only option that will work for them. Why? Because they need somebody in a black robe to tell them, this is the way it's going to be. I think those people. If they those, need somebody just
0: people... in a suit this color, I'll tell them what to do. <laughs> and so, I mean, but, they. But, but, you
1: know what it is? They're they're not self authored people.
2: They're not they're not able to make their yeah. own decisions. Yeah. Or or the intensity of their anger, their hostility, their hatred for each other gets in the way of their making decisions that are even in their own self interest right right and they need somebody up there sitting on the bench to say this is the way it's going to be you have no choice
1: and they're never happy with it never never
0: well even if they get theoretically what they want i think that they at least what i'm experiencing most recently in trials is that whichever party it is that is forcing the thing to go to trial Has this fantasy that the judge is going to be able to make one plus one equal eight or going to fix the situation somehow?
2: Or better yet, they have the fantasy well, when I go into court and I tell my story, everybody will see how right I am and how wonderful I am and what a or blankety, blankety, blank. blank yeah. I assume I can't say that. No, Kevin <laughs> you know? likes it. <laughs> no. You know what no my, the blankety, here. blankety, blank, male or female is. Right. And I will get my day in court. And we all know. They don't. They don't. They never do. And no. they're never satisfied. And their needs are never met. So that's at that end of the continuum. Them.
0: and that's me that's where i uh, carla why do i have to be over here
2: <laughs> well she means that's what the work she does right that you know. some because somebody has to do it because there are people out there and it saddens me it really makes me you sad did. but i'd be lying if i said oh nobody should ever have to go to court well nobody should ever have to go to court the reality is Sometimes there are a, a lot of people out there who that's the only way they can get the issues resolved right so then in the middle right? In the middle, more toward the kitchen table end, in my opinion, is the collaborative divorce model. And then you have mediation, right? Both of those are what we call alternative dispute resolution methods. They are alternatives to litigation. And in my opinion, they are far superior to either end of the continuum. At the kitchen table, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. That's why you need attorneys you don't know what has to be decided you don't know what decisions what how to do things and it's really hard even with all the stuff on the internet in my experience you know a client who represents themselves has a fool for a client I mean is the old adage mm-hmm. I think it's an attorney who represents yes, as a themselves. lawyer
0: which is equally true probably. right but I
2: decided just you know um you know Um, convert it to any client I think because
0: well especially this is just a commercial in the middle do not under (laughs) any circumstances sign a pre or post-marital agreement without an attorney representing you please right and that's another whole thing so
2: um so in the middle you've got these alternatives right that are um that are other options that you can choose now In the legal system, you're depending on where you are. You are likely going to have to go through mediation before you'd ever even see a courtroom or or a final trial today. Um, So, so that is can be a legally mandated process. Collaborative divorce is truly a choice. It is a choice. It is two people saying we want to do this in a better way. Now, I do think I I think the world of mediation, um, where I see the distinction. Is that the way mediation is done in our state is it is you're there all day. You're there maybe two days. You're there till two o'clock in the morning. You're in separate rooms. Yeah, you're caucus. Not, we do caucus right, in caucus Texas. Right, caucus style, shuttle diplomacy. It's the worst part about it. With the mediator going back and forth, basically doing proposal exchanges. Okay. Certainly better than litigation. Certainly... In my opinion, better than media than kitchen table because you have professionals there supporting you and helping you. Why do I advocate collaborative divorce? Because, in my opinion, it gives you the best opportunity to restructure your lives, restructure your families in the best possible way. It's not easy we don't sit around and hold hands and sing kumbaya but what we do do is look at what your needs are it's creative it's private it's op- it's transparent within the process
0: well, the thing i like to about collaborative is that everything that is done is is done in furtherance of your final agreement it's it's aimed at your
2: goals. it is the very first thing we do is we establish what are your goals and we use those goals to say okay how does this set of agreements or perhaps how does this set of behaviors that you're engaging in fulfill those goals or get in the way of those goals those are our anch our anchors right so and they're designed and the, the process is designed to create safety and it's designed to help the two individuals, the two clients, and or the two parents, if there are children, work together for the benefit of their children or of themselves post-divorce. And so what I like most about the process, people say to me, well, what do you like about it? To me, the things that have the most appeal are the creativity. Because we can do things in collaborative, can't do anywhere else. I like the fact that it empowers the individuals who have to live with the outcome and live with the result to make their own decisions. Right.
0: Nothing happens unless you agree.
2: And so it, it empowers them. They're not leaving their future, their lives. I mean, we all go away eventually and they're left with each other and their family right, or families. Right. So we are putting them in the best possible decision place to make choices that impact them. It is the opportunity for people to make better, more informed, more creative decisions for themselves as well as for their children.
0: You know, I'll say one thing, doing both, doing litigation and collaborative. uh, One thing that that just is so clear to me is that the collaborative process, even though, as you say, I mean, there's plenty of times where people are upset and angry and all oh, that absolutely. And storm out of the room and whatnot. Absolutely. But at the end of the day, some healing has occurred. Some acceptance and recognition and some processing of feelings has occurred that is better than where you started, typically, in contrast to litigation where now you've got you know, a load more to deal with in terms of yeah, damage, how, yeah, Damage.
1: Yeah, damage. I think that's true. I mean, generally speaking, I really would say that is very true. One other thing to follow up on Honey's... Um, why you have to I, make it a
0: cliffhanger because I haven't waved it. Why down. I like it, it's a cliffhanger,
1: is um, if you have the right lawyers, you avoid the lawyers that are really, in my opinion, in it for themselves and not, you know, necessarily for the, the couple. And that's not every lawyer out there. But that's the, true. But the point is... If you choose collaborative, your chances are much, much higher if you have, you know, you go to the credentialed collaborators or things of that nature, you are going to avoid that. And that is the worst part are the lawyers out there who just don't care and they're just making money off of people's misery. And, I mean,
2: that's a soapbox that I'm always getting on, but I just feel strongly about it. Well, I'm right behind you. I feel the same way because I think that's where people don't have the experience that that the collaborative process is able to give them.
0: Right, for sure. All right, kids. We will be back briefly with more advice on how to survive divorce with Dr. Hanisha. Don't split. More of Dallas Divorce Talk coming up next. The sanctity of good radio. This is Dallas Divorce Talk. Uh,
2: she's too, she's too preachy, too intense. She's so damn intense. So I'm trying to be less intense.
0: Oh, so you guys, here we are back with Dallas Divorce Talk, and you got a little window <laughs> into <laughs> Honey's World. Yeah, Oh my God, I love it. I love but you it. You know what? what? These but don't are our it, friends, don't Carla. It. No, these are our friends, yeah. and they deserve to understand. That honey sometimes is a little bit intense, yeah, and she's bit, yeah, and yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, I I don't have that flaw, but I still <laughs> like honey, so uh, that's why she's so good. Yes, Passion. that's exactly. We like Passion. that. Passion. Well, I like
2: that reframe. Thank you very yeah. much. You're welcome.
0: You're welcome. <laughs> so this is a continuation of our discussion sure. about how to survive divorce, and we've talked some about. You explained the different processes that make a huge difference on how people are going to experience divorce. But now we wanna get kind of some of the real insights that you have from having worked with people all these years. So you've got folks who are experiencing divorce, they're facing it whether they like it or not. It may be the couple you're talking to, it may be just one spouse coming in for therapy. And so what have you learned over the years about things that people can do To end up better at the end of the day or to get through the process better versus you know some mistakes that you see people make
2: so one of the first things i think that somebody going through divorce um benefits from is the scenario that you just described they're in therapy they're in counseling so that they can take advantage of the available support and education and understanding and feel validated and helped through the divorce process or post-divorce.
0: Can I ask you a little question that I've always had? Certainly. Why is it not better for a person in that situation to save the fees and just torture all of their family and friends by talking nonstop (laughs) about their problems? (laughs) Because two reasons. One
2: is when they torture their family and friends with all of their problems, Family and friends get tired of but hearing it. they can't it. leave. I mean... Mm,
0: you'd be surprised. Yeah, some people There do. are some people... So cut it short just before they're going to...
2: Right, before they're exiting e- okay. exiting the room. So I think that's one thing. I mean, people do. Family and friends do need to support. I mean, that's a huge part of answering the question of how people can get through and survive. Yeah. But
0: what's better about... Th- Seriously, I haven't... Despite obvious need for very intense support (laughs) and therapy, I have not done it. So I I always wonder what is different about the process of therapy that makes it more effective?
2: Okay, number one, it's the knowledge, right? You're dealing with an expert who is not intimately involved in your life and who can say things to you or share things, observations with you. Quite frankly, friends and family aren't going to. Right. Um, They're afraid to, they don't wanna hurt you. They don't want to scare you. Um, They don't want you to get mad at them. So people in your family circle and your friends, they want to support you, but they may not always be honest. They may not ask the tough questions.
0: Do you say the thing that you're dying to say when the person is sitting there having a pity party or just being totally annoying? Do you say, what do you say, honey? I know you're not as blunt as I wish you were. (laughs)
2: Um, There are times if i'm being honest that i am pretty direct i mean where i will say to a client that i pick and choose it very carefully but okay so today we are having a pity party and i may also follow up with you know what that's okay today so today it's okay to have a pity party because you're having a really hard time and i'm willing to sit here with you and share. Do
0: you charge more on this?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I might wish I could, (laughs) but there, you know, I have to be really careful about how I provide feedback. You know, when I was in training as a young, you know, newbie, you know, therapist, uh, my mentor in graduate school um, taught me that therapy is feedback from a credible source and the teaching of alternatives. And that is what guides my therapy for the last 40 years, right? I have to first be a credible source. Mm -hmm. So the relationship that I might have with you or with you, Carla, in a therapy context, that relationship is critical to somebody healing effectively because I have to be believable in their eyes. I have to be credible in order for me to be able to teach someone alternatives, different ways of responding, different ways of processing, different ways of dealing with the trauma and the stress that they're going through. Coping. If I don't have that credibility with them that's built in the relationship that comes from understanding, listening, validating, supporting.
0: I think what you're saying is that it's actually turned out to be a good decision on my part not to go into your field <laughs>
2: <laughs> not necessarily i think you have great insight no, i
0: think i would have to say
2: enough already. <laughs> okay. no, no. well i will tell you I, I do have to share um do you remember the movie analyze this yes okay do you remember the scene when billy crystal is listening to the client and in his head he's you know you think he's (laughs) screaming at her you know basically what you're saying and so I must tell you in the theater I was on the aisle watching (laughs) that I fell out of my (laughs) chair (laughs) watching that because I will say there are times that's true right Right? but I'm not going to do that what I'm going to do is say I may share that I may share let me tell you what's going through my head right now let me share with you the experience I'm having with you and how do you use that with how other people might be experiencing with you but again that can only come on the heels of Support. a strong relationship. therapeutic yeah. relationship yeah. where I have the credibility to say that right so therapy is one way that you help think people you know that helps people survive certainly and maybe
1: thrive so what are some others
2: so I think self-care is critical. Um, whether it's meditation, yoga, exercise, um, mindfulness, um, acupuncture, chiropractor, massages, massages are um mani pedis if it's a woman <laughs> um those or sorry if it's a man you can yeah. have those too um we wish you would yeah <laughs> actually that's very true <laughs> um but it's that self-care because what you are doing in in my business we call it proprioceptive feedback right which is a really Never fancy way to one. justify your mani petty. Recipsilocator. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a legal that was, term. That was a Latin legal term. <laughs> okay. What you're doing is you are sending sorry, a message to your psyche that you're worth it. That you're important. That you care enough about yourself to take care of yourself. And so, you know, some people go, oh, that's just a luxury or that's, you know, I mean, it might be obviously right. if it's, but you know, meditation doesn't cost anything. Mm-hmm. If you know, you know, there's enough yoga videos mm-hmm. on the internet that you can watch and do, you can read self-help books, you can listen to podcasts. And so there are a lot of self-driven empowering strategies that you can use to take care of yourself. The other thing is recognizing that when you get divorced, you're grieving. It is, I would say, almost, I'm trying to think, I I think I would say that grieving is even a more dominant emotion than anger, right? Anger is obviously often a huge part of divorce, but grieving I, I think almost overtakes when somebody is going through a divorce Does
0: grieving sometimes come out as anger.
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Right. And that's when you yeah, start to yeah, peel so. away, you know, what is it that you are experiencing in therapy? Right. What right. is it? Because this anger seems out of proportion or not, not what I would have predicted. And you start to question what else could be going on. And so, um, but grieving is so integral and foundational to healing from the divorce process, because what you're grieving is not just the ending of a relationship, not just the ending of a family environment or the family structure that you've established. You are grieving the loss of a dream, right? You are grieving. You don't get married to get divorced. On your wedding days, you're walking down that aisle and you have all these family and friends supporting you and loving you and being happy for you. You are not thinking about sitting in a lawyer's office or a mental health professional's office talking about divorce.
0: How do you grieve? That's another thing I don't get. I don't get, I don't understand the process of grieving. And, you know, I know in the Mourner's the Kaddish, right? The right. Jewish tradition, I, when my husband's mother died, he would say the Kaddish prayer and they say to do that every day for a year. And right. I, I thought that is so brilliant because it's forcing him a little bit every day to process process. and accept.
2: And so it's really funny because one of the things that I do think, um, that Jews do really well besides feed people is we have great rituals. We have rituals for every Literally. major life event. And there are
0: divorce rituals. There's like a ritual for taking a tinkle. I swear <laughs> to you. I'm not kidding. There is. There's like a special prayer yeah. for taking a tinkle. Right. Okay, so that one I'm not so familiar
2: with, but <laughs> I'll get it for you. But I do think that when you can build rituals into that grieving process, it is a way of Understanding so you can um what's happening? It's a way to say goodbye. How do you bid goodbye to going mean, This I'm gonna is get so really, sad. The way you're, know, you're gonna know, make me start crying. My gosh. I know I'm tearing up also. I mean, how do you say goodbye to a dream? How do you let go of a dream? How and, do you? What's the uh, answer, <laughs> honey? We need to, to know. <laughs> just leave that as a as a cliffhanger right yeah you know, so that you worst. have to have me back yeah. but I mean I you know I've had people um write letters to that dream to that lost relationship to to they've asked themselves they have to be able to forgive themselves they have to be able to you know t- to process, and people process differently. Some people don't do well in therapy, but they do well when they write. Some people paint. Some people draw. I mean, it's grieving, letting go of grief, I think, can be a very creative process. It could you be... have
0: to sit with grief for a certain amount of time? Because I, I would be like, Okay, I will, if I have to grieve, I'm going to do it right now, but then I would have, like, something else that I wanted to plan to do right away after.
2: So I'm going to end with, at least to make you laugh, do you ever, do you remember seeing, ever watching the show Frasier? Yes. Okay, do you remember the episode when he lost, he was fired from his radio show, his radio... Okay, so he this. goes home, and he goes through. At that point, it was the seven stages, stages of, of grieving yeah. for death, and he goes through them in the span of one and a half minutes. <laughs> <So> <laughs> it is the funniest. That I mean, funny. again, that was is another that one not of those
0: possible to do. That's that really way?
2: not possible. Uh. How, it long, is a, how
0: many minutes does it take?
2: A, more than one and a half. But I will say that this is one of the things that people have to recognize: is that it takes. On average, all right, you're not going to like this. I'm not going
0: to like it. I can tell.
2: Nobody's gonna, going to like it. My clients don't like it when I tell them. On average, it takes about 18 months. On average, which means some people can process and deal with it in six. Some people process and deal with it in five years. Mm-hmm. And But on
0: average. Do the so, people suck who deal with it quickly? No. Not at all. Why why do they deal with it so quickly, and the other people have to go around five years? Different (laughs) levels of resiliency, different experiences,
2: different levels of being stuckedness. Some people are stuck longer than others. Some people. Oh, I I thought that was that that was our twelve o'clock signal, I guess. Um, But what you end up with is chiming. That's why we're all looking around if you're watching this. So, what I encourage people to do is think about it. If you're, it takes you on average 18 months, and three months post-divorce, you're engaged to get married?
0: It's ridiculous. (laughs) Not a good plan.
2: Right? That's why the rates of second Second divorces divorces is so much higher than than the rates of first. Because they don't want to
0: do the grieving, so they're trying to get distracted. Right. They
2: don't want to do the work
1: that it took, you know, whatever work they needed to do in the first place. To To figure it all out. Yeah, that's what we see. I see so many people, you're like, really, why are you getting divorced? It doesn't even make sense. And... Yet they think Heidi
0: Klum and seal. Why don't you go have like five, six kids and then it gets to your seven. You're like, well, guess we'll wrap this thing up. (laughs) <laughs> right it's like no it's supposed to suck at seven years yeah. and especially if you just have four kids it's <laughs> supposed to suck at least another five years
2: which goes all the way back to that whole idea yeah, that having idea, expectations yeah. the managing your expectations having realistic expectations
1: about the longevity of marriage and how and, it, and
0: how hard work how hard it is it relationships is, yeah. are hard work yeah okay kevin has already started his little thing over there again so what i'm going to tell you guys is she's think coming back i need to have dr honey chef come back once and a month at least teach us how to do the hard work that doesn't sound that fun at all but we're going to ask her questions about sex sprinkled in <laughs> so it'll be good <laughs> No, so interesting and just so. Appreciate Thank you, you being so much here. for having me. I yeah. love,
2: love working with yeah. you. So, Thank you. So she'll be
0: back and we'll be back, Dallas. And go about your day and have a good one. Take care. Bye, Dallas.